Tēnā koea, nau mai, haere mai, my name is Will Appleby and welcome to Animal Matters. Today on the show I'm chatting with Chris Huruwai and Amy Taylor who are set to release their brand new documentary this weekend, Milked. This feature documentary exposes the whitewash of Aotearoa's multi-billion dollar dairy industry. Amy and Chris co-produced the film, and it follows Chris as he travels around the country, exploring the truth about how the dairy industry has become the nation's biggest threat. For my money, this film is the first of its kind for Aotearoa. If you enjoyed movies like Cowspiracy or What the Health, you'll enjoy the lens that this film puts on our own dairy industry. So without further ado, here is my corridor with Amy Taylor and Chris Huruwai. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Um, I know our listeners are going to be really excited about this movie. I am myself as well. Um, I know it's been a long time coming. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Tēnā mm. Will. Thank you so much for having us. It's an honour and a privilege to join you. And, yeah, can't wait to um, share some thoughts about the upcoming film, Milked. So excited. Cool. So just to begin with, um, I'd like to learn a little bit more about yourselves and your story and how you started working together on Milked. Um, if we can start with you, Amy, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into filmmaking. My background, actually, um, my vegan background actually starts with SAFE, being a volunteer with SAFE back in Christchurch, um, probably in the early 90s, I think it was. Um yeah, so that was pretty much what led me down the track of, of being vegan. And then I studied science, so environmental science, um, and kind of wasn't fulfilled by the science stuff. So I got in, involved in filmmaking, wildlife filmmaking. Um, and then I decided to kind of use those skills to do vegan themed um, short films, which I started off with. Uh, one of those was with Chris doing the Cube of Truth, and that's when this idea for this documentary came about. Is this your first feature-length film, Amy? No, I actually did a feature-length film about Mokul the dolphin, you know, the the friendly sort of wild dolphin that was hanging around um, Whakatane, and, and yeah, I got to spend six months hanging out with a friendly dolphin, so this film is quite different. <laughs> um, but yeah, this film will have a lot more of an impact. So, you know, the the research and all of the hard stuff will be worth it. Now, many of our listeners will probably be familiar with you, Chris, but for those who aren't, could you give us a little bit of a bit, uh, tell us a bit about your background um, and particularly your upbringing as well? Because I know you noted, um, mentioned your upbringing in the movie. Kia ora mai rā tātou, ko Chris Huriwai toku ingoa, no Ngāpui Ngāti Pirao me Te Atiawa Ahau. So I grew up in Te Taitukero, the far north, or the mid-north, you could say, in a little valley called Otoa, just outside of Kaikohe. Um, and uh, yeah, I've had a, had a really lovely um, upbringing. Um, I've got a lovely supportive whānau, and um, I was lucky to uh, be able to be surrounded by nature. I live quite embedded in the Ngahere in Otoa, right in the middle of the bush, uh, next to my local awa, Mangatawa. Uh, and yeah, as a kid, would spend um, days on end down by the water, just enjoying its, uh, you know, bounty of nourishment, um, always swimming every day and uh, getting getting to know nature and connecting with nature on a, on a daily basis, which I know a lot of people uh, miss out on, um, but it was definitely a massive part of my upbringing and um, has led me to where I am today for sure. Could you give us, I guess, your pitch? What is Milks about? For the anyone listening who hasn't heard about this movie, could you tell us a bit about what this movie is about and what it seeks to address? 
I think the easiest way to explain it to people who already know these kinds of documentaries is that it's a, a blend really, like a Kiwi blend of Cowspiracy and What the Health, but with a focus on dairy. So that's the kind of the easy way to sum it up, but it basically follows Chris's journey uncovering the truth about the dairy industry. Um, and, you know, looking at the mess that we're in and how we can get out of it, what the solutions are. Um, and it's basically, it's a, encompassing the environmental impacts, health, animals, economy. Um, but at the same time, even though it's full of information, it's an entertaining and eye-opening film. So it's not just all bombarding you with facts. And, and um, you know, it's not a really hard watch either. We wanted to make sure it was something that people could watch, you know, without getting too off put by graphic images and things like that. Um, as Amy said, uh, it covers a wide variety of issues, probably a lot wider than what people will assume or what people think. Um, we hear all sorts of messages um, from activists and also from the industry itself, but I think in this documentary we take an even broader, wider lens on the, uh, the degree of issues that this industry uh, stretches into. So it's got a little bit of something for everybody, um, and like Amy says, it's a really easy watch, entertaining watch. Um, some people have been saying, you know, from the trailer, of course, they see um, some of the Bobby Carr footage, for example, but that takes up a very small percent of uh, the the full film um, and yeah we've had great feedback uh, from people who have really enjoyed it it's a fun uh, friendly watch and um, yeah just can't wait to share it totally um, you mentioned movies like Cowspiracy and and Seaspiracy when I first went vegan Cowspiracy was probably one of the first movies I actually watched and it was definitely part of my um, that journey towards veganism um, could you tell us about how those movies play, played a role in your lives and perhaps how um, they inspired you for this movie. Oh, yeah. Cowspiracy. Um, that was a huge one for me, um, especially because mm. the thing that tipped me over the edge to become a vegan, for example, was some work done by Mike Joy. He made a document, uh, did, did a body of work called Squandered, looking at the effects of industrial uh, dairy farming and the effects on our waterways, for example. Um, and at the time, when I was just a vegetarian, uh, I wasn't really so concerned with the environmental uh, impacts of animal farming. Um, so because of the work of, say, Mike Joy, and then, of course, uh, I got hit again with Cowspiracy. Uh, it was a, just a massive wake-up call that there's really more to this than simply what's happening to the animals. Of course, it's a horrific, horrible uh, ordeal, of course, for the animals. But like I say, you know, there are just far-reaching implications of what we're doing. Uh, and the effect on the environment, as showed in films like Cowspiracy and Seaspiracy, uh, definitely had a, had a massive impact on me. Uh, and I hope this film has the same impact on others. And, yeah, my, my story with documentaries like this is that basically I'd have kind of already become vegan like a long time ago because of ethical concerns and I back then it wasn't so widely known about the impacts on the environment and um, and on health even um, I came across a book first which was Diet for a New America and that was kind of what opened my eyes about the environment and the health impacts um, so yeah when I started seeing these other documentaries coming out like Cowspiracy, What the Health um, and recently Seaspiracy it basically just validates all of that information that um, that I'd previously kind of heard. But yeah, it's really, it's a privilege to be working alongside those people now too. Yeah, so I understand that some of those, the producers of Cowspiracy have been involved in, in this movie. Amy, could you tell us a little bit more about their involvement? 
Yeah, that was a bit of a fluke, really, because we were obviously looking to Cowspiracy for inspiration. And I was thinking, who are we going to get to do the music? I really like the music in Cowspiracy. So I reached out to the composer um, under the name X True Nature X. And uh, it turns out it was Keegan Coon, who's the you know, co-director of Cowspiracy, What the Health. Um, and he was really honoured to be asked to do the the music for Milk. Um, and then I guess as the film developed and he got to see the, the final cut, he um, he's really enthusiastic and, and um, came on board as executive producer. And you noted this in the movie as well. Caspersy, it's obviously a North American focus or a, a global North focus um, because that's where the producers are from. And it's probably easy for a lot of people to go, well, that happens in America. And I know, Chris, you noted this in in the movie, which is what's so great about Milked, I think, is it actually takes an Aotearoa focus at these issues because it is, as you say, you know, our biggest single industry in, in New Zealand. What is the reaction? Have you had much of a reaction to this film so far, Chris, from, from people who are from the industry? Ooh, definitely from... Um people within the industry i wouldn't say the industry themselves they haven't Mm. touched on it yet i've seen a couple um ceo and chief executives like certain posts on uh, linkedin for example that have been criticizing the the trailer so far but besides that i haven't seen any official Mm. comments um but yeah as you said before people's narratives around animal agriculture is normally oh that happens overseas you know everyone at safe will be well aware of uh, Mm. those comments that we get when sharing uh, footage of animal abuse for example and they're always pushing it to the side and blaming it on uh, things that only happen overseas. And that's my favorite part about Milked is that, you know, we here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, claim to have the most sustainable animal products produced ever. Uh, and we really market ourselves off of that clean, green, sustainable image. Uh, but, you know, what we highlight in the film is that there are inherent sustainability issues with these resource-intensive products. And if a country like New Zealand that preaches about sustainability can't produce these products in a sustainable way, then it's a great example for the rest of the world who seemingly or apparently have worse practices than our own. Uh, you know, if we can't do it, then who can, essentially, is the question that I'm asking. Yeah, but um, backlash uh, from the industry and people, I mean, throughout my time doing activism, I've received all sorts of threats. Uh, now that the film is out, we're starting to see a few comments and whatnot. Uh, some of the warnings that were given to us from Keegan Coon, for example, and uh, others that we've intra- uh, interviewed, Rachel Stewart, ex-Federated Farmers President, for example, um, uh, Hans Creek even, uh, gave us advice, you know, to watch out. They're sure that things will be coming for us. We're going to have a bit of a target once this documentary is put out there. But we're hoping that people actually watch the film because the approach we take in it um, is, in my opinion, very, very considerate and empathetic of the the situation that our Kiwi farmers are in, the fact that they have been let down from farming leadership and they are victims of the system as well. So for anyone that's, you know, thinking of putting that target on us, we just really hope that they watch the film uh, and that they can enter into some respectful discourse with us before they start uh, painting those targets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You um, yeah, and you interviewed a number of dairy farmers 
for the film. Um, Amy, what was your interactions like with them in terms of getting them on camera? Were they cautious about speaking with you or appearing on camera? I think um, I was really surprised actually by how willing everyone was. The people that we did get in the film were all very willing and helpful. We obviously didn't have that same response from Frontier and Darien's Edge. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, but the farmers that we spoke to, you know, great people and um, majority of them were all trying to transition out of the industry and, you know, saw saw very clearly what the reasons were for doing that. Um, yeah, but we just, we didn't get the same response from, from the industry itself, the leaders. Yeah. Could you tell us a bit about the attempts to get Fonterra to comment on film? Um, what were your interactions like with them? Yeah, the interactions are, I guess, what you'd expect. I mean, every time I, uh, reached out to them and captured some of them, uh, through telephone, um, the, the interactions were very much as you'd expect, you know, they just rattle off their usual lines that I suppose their lawyers have scripted for them. They, you know, send out that usual, oh, but we are the most emissions efficient producing uh, country of animal products in the world. Uh, And they talk a lot about emissions efficiency and all the good things that they're doing. Uh, And then at the end of it, they'll just deflect you, ask you to email them uh, and that they'll eventually apparently get back to you. Uh, But yeah, uh, it was never really a good feeling talking to them, to be quite honest. You can always feel that they're beating around the bush, um, trying to divert and distract and uh, yeah. Not a pleasant experience. How about for uh, the agriculture minister, Damien O'Connor? Because he did speak on camera. Um, was that something he was quite open to, or did that take a bit of um, uh, a bit of work to, to get that agreement? Surprisingly, he was up for it straight away, so we didn't get any resistance at all from Damien O'Connor. Yeah, mm, but yeah, so, old boy Damien, he's very slick. He's very slick. But yeah. the same thing, <laughs> yeah. just, just like with uh, the Fonterra uh, execs and whatnot, a lot of deflecting. Uh, any yeah. any questions I had for him, he would just defer to uh, separate um, uh, sectors within the government, and he didn't really front anything, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's um, he's a seasoned politician at this point um, and has done many of these interviews, no doubt. Well, the dairy industry is a massive force, obviously, and and many people who would consider would consider it their patriotic duty to support the dairy industry. Um, so what would you say to people who might view this documentary with a bit of scepticism? This is a really big one for me because, you know, I consider it somewhat the opposite. For me as iwi Māori, it's my patriotic duty to talk about the forces that I believe are harming this country. Uh, and things like industrial dairy farming, you know, it just just look at the, the impact that they're having on our waterways, on our climate, to our whenua, to our topsoil, the types of industrial processes that they're bringing in requiring all this burning of coal. Uh, and the, the use of synthetic fertilizer, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on and on. And so now we're seeing this kind of naturalization of the dairy industry. We are equating it with something that is inherent to the identity of Aotearoa when, in a matter of, as a matter of fact, you know, dairy cows have only been here for a little over 200 years. And yet this industry has found a way to embed itself in the identity of this country. So... People's patriotic narrative around supporting this industry, I find really problematic. Uh, 
But I understand that it has become somewhat embedded uh, and we are having to navigate these conversations with people as mindfully and as compassionately and as carefully as possible because there is a real fear, you know, when this industry has been putting all of this propaganda out there about being the backbone of the economy, that they're feeding the world. Uh, it does have a lot of positive uh, associations with people. So for people that use this narrative, I suppose we just have to remind them of the inherent uh, sustainability flaws around this industry and that the road this industry is driving down is leading, for example, our Kiwi farmers into a very problematic position where they're becoming locked into an industry that has inherent flaws, especially environmental flaws that are really going to damage, uh, say, for example, our future food sovereignty. If we keep destroying our environment, how are we going to keep producing food for the rest of the world, which is a narrative that we touch on in the film. Mm. I'll just add to that. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that the way things are set up is for profit to be prioritised over the planet. And um, and that doesn't even make sense in this industry because, as Chris said, the road that we're heading on, it's not a sustainable one even economically. Um, you know, we've obviously got something that we're outlining in the film. There's this new way of making dairy proteins without cows that's on the horizon. There's things that are kind of coming down on farmers to do with the environment. It's just not a sustainable uh, industry to be in economically as well. I think, you know, a really heartwarming narrative that was part of the film was when you were talking to one of the dairy farmers, and forgive me, I forget his name, uh, but he was a dairy farmer from Martin. Tom. Tom, that's it. Yeah, and... He has on the journey towards, you know, moving out of the dairy industry and he's obviously moving into growing pumpkins and pumpkin scenes. And he was a total character as well. Like, I actually really enjoyed watching on the film. Um, how did you come across people like Tom and some of the others that you spoke with? He's actually being featured on Country Calendar. So, if you like Tom, check out Country Calendar. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tom, Canic Harvest is the name of their company, uh, their business. And, um, yeah, I, I can't remember. I think we've just been looking for dairy farmers who were transitioning and, and he stood out as being a great example of, you know, what most people kind of think as a, as a Kiwi dairy farmer, but he, he was kind of seeing the light a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, I would absolutely support that. He is what people expect of a of a Kiwi dairy farmer, someone who really does love the land, wants to provide for his family and also support his community and also be a kind of, um, you know, not, not that his goal would be to be a respected member within his community, but he does take on that role of a farmer, a food producer of a community who, you know, in that role, you'd expect the, the community and society would appreciate uh, what he's doing and that role that he's providing in the society. But uh, he's now in a position where he, he feels that pressure from society, where mm. he wants to be doing good by the land, good by his community. But because of the system that he's caught up in, uh, he's now being demonized. And uh, yeah, it's not fair on him. It's not fair on the industry. And uh yeah, I love his character so much. I just have to say a big thank you to Tom. Uh, we're so lucky to have had him uh, for an interview. He's just such an amazing guy. Definitely, yeah. 
when this comes out, obviously the movie will be coming out this weekend, the opening weekend, 6th of November, which is part of the New Zealand International Film Festival. It's being played throughout the country as part of the film festival, I understand. Could you tell us a little bit about um, about that? Yeah, basically, um, it's a real privilege to be included in that festival. We, we weren't sure what to expect when we submitted that um, to the festival. Um, and they've just said that they loved it and they wanted it to be screened nationwide. So it's going to be in all of the cinemas that are part of the film festival. Um, I think a few tickets are still, you know, the the tickets for some screenings are still being sorted out, but we're going to be updating that soon. Probably by the time this goes to air, that's all sorted. Um, yeah, basically for now, it's only available to be seen in the film festival and we're working with a distributor to um, plan a global release. Fabulous. Well, look, congratulations to both of you for this documentary. It's an entertaining watch. It's a heartwarming watch. It's also a sobering watch. And I think you should both be proud of it. I think this is um, it's a tremendous effort to, to put these issues that are relevant to Aotearoa on the radar. So um, well done to both of you. Thank you. That was definitely definitely the goal. So hopefully that's what happens. As long as we get a good turnout, then um, yeah, I'm sure to get people talking in this country. And saying that, it's not. We, we don't see it as just a, a New Zealand film, you know, just a local film. We want it to kind of have a global reach because there are plenty of other countries around the world that have the same issues, um, and a lot of those issues, yeah, um, are pretty much, yeah, the health and the environment, climate change, yeah, and, and we're exporting it as well. So it's not just affecting our country; it's affecting the entire world. It's a local film talking about a global. Uh, topic and I always come back to this narrative of uh, thinking globally but acting locally and this film really has that flavor to it. Um, I'm hoping as well that New Zealand Kiwi activists really get a, um, a boost out of this documentary now that we have such an amazing Kiwi-based resource because we all know that a lot of our activists suffer from things like burnout and things like that. So I can't wait for this documentary and the campaigns around the documentary to come out for Kiwi activists so they can get excited about something again. Yeah, and I'd love, love people to share the trailer and follow us on social media so that they can stay updated with you know any news that's coming out around the film um but yeah sharing the trailer and getting involved um with telling people about the film would be fantastic thank you for listening to animal matters Milt premieres in Aotearoa this weekend at the New Zealand International Film Festival. Due to the recent community cases of COVID-19 in Christchurch, the Ōtatahi screening has been moved to the 13th of November, but will be opening this weekend in Dunedin on the 7th of November. You can see a full list of screening times across the country and purchase tickets at milk.film forward slash screenings. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, Aotearoa's leading animal rights organisation and produced by myself, Will Appleby. Of course, make sure you subscribe to Say Across Animal Matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, mate wa.